Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning and welcome to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and my guest this morning is a woman who is changing the way we dine out by using the farm-to-table principles of healthy eating. She is Kristen Canty, who is not only an entrepreneur who runs several restaurants that embrace her back-to-basics foods approach, but she is a successful filmmaker, a farm owner, a tireless advocate for the real food revolution, and oh, a mother of four. We are lucky enough to have her right here in studio with us this morning to share her journey and give us some insight into this fast-growing movement that has become for her a mission. Good morning, Kristen. Good morning. So I read an article that was recently written about you, and what really struck me was how this all evolved, because you weren't trained as, per se, an entrepreneur or a chef or anything like that. You went to school and you became a speech pathologist and then your sort of family circumstance led you here. So talk a little bit about what led you to focus on healthy eating. Well, when my, I I thought that we always ate healthy. I, um, but I didn't realize it, I guess, when my kids were little that we were eating a lot more processed foods than, um, than I realized. Mm -hmm. And one of my children, my third child, um, got very sick. When he was three years old, he was diagnosed with being allergic to the world. Oh, my God. Which the doctors told me was grass, dust, um, bees, every every pollen, animals. Wow. He literally had to. He he would just scream and cry all night. Um, He couldn't breathe. He, um, you know, constant visits to the hospital. And I had to follow him around with an EpiPen and an asthma inhaler. Um, doctors told me he would never have a normal life and he would be on medications his entire life and that his immune system was severely depressed. So um, the fi- the last doctor that I saw, we, I kept going to more and more doctors. Right, to, like where is an answer here? Yeah. Help us, yeah. And the very last doctor that, um, that I saw gave me so many medications for my four-year-old child and told me he wouldn't he wouldn't leave a norm he wouldn't lead a normal life and I looked at these medications and just thought why is my son um you know so sick he's he's only four years old and um I just I didn't give him the medications I just started researching on the internet and um you know why kids why there were so many allergies and so much asthma um in Charlie's case was was extremely severe right um and i found out that kids that grow up on farms don't get as many allergies as those that do and that you were don't. like yeah. aha and, there's a link here yeah and then i read that unpasteurized milk raw milk um, could be a cure for allergies <gasps> and um, and that even adults who had, had allergies who had started drinking raw milk had found that their allergies had disappeared really so, so this disgusted me at the time I bleached everything which is probably another reason why he got sick <laughs> um, I you know I, I and so um, it took me a little while but I kept reading the the uh, the compelling stories yes and then the other side about how dangerous raw milk was and I 
Um, you know, I just grappled with that. And then finally, it, the stories of healing were compelling enough. And as a mom, you know, you just you want your child to be healed. Yeah. I went to a farm. I found we're very lucky in Massachusetts here. Um, you are allowed to buy raw milk directly from the farmer. Mm-hmm. So I found a farm and a farmer. And I met the, his children to make sure that they were still alive. Yes. And I met, I talked to all, I, I interviewed all of their customers. Oh, you um, did your research. I went back so many times. Oh, my God. Well, it's your child. Right. And it's your four-year-old child. Right. So I don't blame you. They, and they thought I was nuts. But I was like, wait, you drink this? You drink this right from the cow? And yeah. <laughs> so and finally, so you put him on that. And did you see immediate results? As soon as it took me a little while, I gave him a drop at a time. And then as soon as it was our milk in the fridge, he was completely cured. You're kidding me. Yeah. We didn't we didn't believe it for a while. We thought the pollen count was low. But then right. a year later, he, had, he hadn't sniffled at all. So then you were on to that. But then what led you to because you made an interesting comment saying here in Massachusetts, it's legal for farmers to sell raw milk. That's not the case in other areas. Mm-mm, 28. It's only legal in 28 states. And why is that? They don't believe that it's uh, pure enough if it's not pasteurized? Um, now, we, well, when they first started factory farming, mm-hmm. past, um, you know, unpasteurized milk was very dangerous. They were milking with dirty hands into dirty buckets and crowding cows and keeping the cows, um, you know, sitting in their own manure. Yeah. And then bottling it up and giving it to children. Right. This is not... The, the raw milk that you can have, yeah. <laughs> that you can drink. And I'm assuming There's, that those practices have changed. In, in, you know, in Massachusetts, we have, st- obviously, now we have st- sterile milk, ster- sorry, sterilized milking equipment yeah. and rules and, you know, sterilized bottles. And it's tested. The state tests the milk um, once a month in some places and once a week in others, depending, you know, the rules change. Right. And you need to go, you know, you need to set foot on the farm and meet your farmer and know that, um you know, you can see that the cows are grass-fed and that the cows are kept in clean conditions. And I want to talk a little bit about, because as you got increasingly involved in the natural f- food community, you discovered the challenges that a lot of farmers face. And you didn't only decide to just say, hmm, a lot of farmers face challenges. You did something pretty extreme about it because I know you said it outraged you. You went and you decided to shine a light on the problem through your documentary. It's called Farmageddon. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, so... As soon as my son was cured, we started eating according to the rules of ancestral health. That's and what where does I that mean? Out. So when you eat, when you eat or drink dairy products, mm-hmm. they're unpasteurized. Yeah. If you eat grains, they're soaked, organic, and soaked or sprouted. If you eat your meat, it's um, not factory farmed. Yeah. So you know, wild like our ancestors hunted. So they so wild like grass fed. Grass-fed, pasture-raised meat. Okay. Wild seafood. Um, They eat lots of raw foods. So um, uh, our ancestors, it's based on what our ancestors ate. So before industrial farming. So if we, um, they ate a lot of raw foods, uncooked foods. They had a lot of fermented foods in their diet that Mm -hmm. we don't have today. So each, um, so sauerkraut, kimchi, kombucha, things like that. So you decided to do this documentary. Now, I'll mention, because your kids are older now, this is when your kids were young. And you went around and you talked to farmers in all different areas. And this ended up getting picked up. Did I see it? It got picked up by... Warner Brothers. Warner Brothers. So that's not kind of a big deal. Um, and and you really, I mean, that couldn't have been an easy thing to do while you were juggling the demands of being a mom. 
Right. Well, they were all at camp. I did it really fast. <laughs> <laughs> they were at camp. <laughs> and one of my daughters came with me. She's in the credits. She was my production assistant. Oh, really? Yeah, but what happened was... See, I love marrying work <laughs> yeah. and your personal life in that way. It's awesome. So efficient. Yeah. 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 So, um, what, yeah, what happened was we were eating this way. We were buying, uh, buying milk directly from farmers and vegetables. I was in buying clubs, buying vegetables from a buying club, milk from a dairy club, meat from a from a... Um, a meat CSA, and all these these um, co-ops around the country and farms around the country that were just like the ones that I was buying from were getting raided by the government and armed raids. You're kidding and me. And this outraged me. And I tried really hard to get somebody else to make a documentary. I talked to people from CNN. I talked to um, people that I knew in the media. And someone told me that if I wanted the documentary made, I had to do it myself. So you said, so okay. I started the production company and traveled around the country and interviewed them, um, interviewed all the people that had been raided and terrorized by the government and um, in order to expose it. Because in my thoughts, I figured that if Americans knew that the government was spending their money on um, terrorizing these families that were providing food to happy, willing customers and nobody had ever gotten sick, that they would be outraged. So I hoped that these raids would stop. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. We've been chatting with natural food activist and restaurant owner Kristen Canty about her back-to-basics approach to healthy eating and how she is looking to reconnect people with nutrition. Let's also now talk about your personal journey, some challenges you've had, how that's played a role in your success, in your evolution, actually. Let's get back to our conversation. Um, so after you've, you've done all this, you decided to actually put your money where your mouth was. You bought a farm. You started a restaurant, and you've gone from there. So talk a little bit about the – you bought a farm back in 2013, mm-hmm. and it's where? It's in Bath, New Hampshire, the farm at Woods Hill. Uh, so that's where you're – and your restaurant in Concord, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. is called Woods, Woods Hill, Hill Table. It's the table to the farm. Got it. Okay, yes. that's so awesome. So when did the restaurant open? The restaurant opened in March of 2015, so it's been four years. Okay. So the restaurant opens. Tell me what you serve at the restaurant. Who is the, how do you decide who the chef's going to be? Talk a little bit about that. Well, I just put out an ad on Craigslist for my, for the amazing chef that Did you answered really? that ad. And oh. he was excited to move here from um, New York City. He worked for Daniel Balud in New York City. He was the executive chef of DBGB, which was one of his largest restaurants at the time. And he wanted to come, he wanted to move back to Massachusetts. He went to Northeastern uh, and raise his daughter here, but he also liked the fact that we had he had his own farm, and we were we wanted to be a scratch kitchen. The kitchen that we built had was comp- state of the art, and enabled and it enables all of our chefs to make everything from scratch. Everything we do is from so scratch. So no processed foods, no nothing, proce- no processed foods, and it's been a huge success, might I say? And I like the decor. It's very like, what would you call the decor? Um. Farm rustic, rustic chic, yes, something farm like rustic, that, yes. right? Yeah. And it, it just gives you that feeling that you're getting wholesome food, and you are. And it also has attracted some celebrities. I read somewhere that you have some celebrity clientele that have visited you as well. So that's not too bad. Laura Dern, I heard, and uh, somebody else that I read. Um, yeah. But some celebrities really have caught on to this. And then, so you open this, and then a couple of years ago in your personal life, tragedy strikes and you have to figure out what to do. Talk a little bit about your husband, Jim, and what happened. Um, Yeah, well, my husband was um, shortly after the restaurant opened um, and he had been my um, 
strong partner in this. He, Your rock, he really I'm wanted sure. to, yes. He really wanted to um, buy the farm and uh, use the farm as our big, you know, spend a lot of time at the farm. And but unfortunately, shortly after the restaurant opened, um, he was diagnosed with glioblastoma, and which is brain cancer. Brain cancer, yeah. yes. And it's a death sentence. There's no cure for it. So after he was diagnosed, he passed away five months later. <sighs> and so, but I was. Uh, so it was really devastating. But of course, yes, oh my god, it's been two years now. But um, I was very lucky. I had amazing friends who who insisted that um, I keep going and they came to my restaurant. Well, my, um, one of my best friends came to my restaurant and stayed at the restaurant so I could go back and forth and take care of my husband and come back. And oh. she kept me, um, like I worked, I still worked at the restaurant pretty much every day. Um, and I had a nurse at home, but I could, I could leave and come back. It's amazing. Because I had so many, I yeah, it's Great amazing when the chips are down, you know who your real friends are, right? <laughs> right? The ones that like circle and say anything you need and they really mean it and mm -hmm. they really do that what they had to do. So, and I'm sure that impacted your children as well. Yeah, they took time off from school, school and yeah. yeah, so they're a little delayed, but what made you, after all that, a lot of people would have said, you know, I just opened this restaurant. It's too much. I can't do all this. I can't. I can't. You not only kept going, you grew it. You opened more restaurants, and you're going to be opening another restaurant this fall. What made you keep going? Well, the first thing, um, the restaurant that I'm opening up in the fall, um, Pier, Woods Hill at Pier 4. Which um, is where Anthony's Pier 4 yes, was, right? Yes. it's the Like this iconic <laughs> restaurant site in the middle of Boston. How lucky are you? That's incredible. Yeah, it's a beautiful site. Um, and But that had been started before my husband was even diagnosed. We were... Oh. He, he, he was negotiating that whole thing. Oh, my and he gosh. he was really happy about it, so... So that's it was a bittersweet a th yes. thing for you because yeah. once you see it come to fruition, it was kind of a dream that you guys had together. Um, yeah. So, um, but just to be honest, the what has kept me through, what gets me up every day is, I will tell you, Dr. Joe Dispenza. I have, um, he has been my guru. He, he wrote a beautiful book called You Are the Placebo and Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself and Becoming Supernatural. And I've gone on his meditation retreats and it's just about... Um, living in the present and, you know, healing from the trauma of your past and looking towards the future. And, you know, it's a struggle. It's a daily struggle. But, of course. Um, but my great friends, my great staff, my strong family and the work of Dr. Joe Dispenza has really gotten me through it. That's incredible. If you're just waking up and tuning in, you're listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. I'm Sue Tab, and our guest today is Kristen Canty, who is starting, or sharing rather, her journey to launch a natural food revolution that focuses on a farm-to-table approach. Canty is a farm owner herself. She is also the producer of a documentary on the challenges that face local farmers. It's called Farmageddon. Canty is uh, the mother of four children who now runs four restaurants that embody those natural food principles she discusses. Let's get back to our conversation. You talk a lot about reconnecting people with nutrition. What do you mean when you say that? So I never really wanted to own a restaurant. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's the it's the whole nutrition aspect and um, saving the farms. That was really that's really driving my passion here. I never even thought that I would be a restaurant owner. When I was traveling around the country, um, screening Farmageddon and speaking about the the, the issues the, of, that farmers have. 
I was staying in these pockets of places like um, Chico, California was one and lots of places in California, San Diego and um, San Francisco. But Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania was really strong. And there was a few places that had such strong chef to mom, to media, to farmer connections, these strong communities where the moms were getting the food from the farms and chefs were helping out and um, and the restaurants were just true farm to table. The chefs, you know, the chefs were trying to help the farms. And um, when I came back to Concord, I thought, we well, have so many great farms here. I want to do this here. Yeah. And so my, this, my restaurant started out as a food truck idea where I was just going to go around to area farms oh. and, um, you know, help try to help busy moms uh, get food directly from farms nutri- and also nutritious meals. Like, mm-hmm. I'd cook like one dinner or two dinners and they would order it for the week and they could have a healthy meal. But then other people got involved and, yeah. and um, everyone thought it was a great idea to have healthy food in Concord. And the um, food truck turned into a 150 seat full service restaurant. And talk um, about, you have, do you have two restaurants in Concord? So, yeah, so the, so Woods Hill Table was getting all the beef, pork, chicken, duck, eggs, and lamb from mm-hmm. my farm in New Hampshire. Okay. And then vegetables from area farms and other, um, other products from area farms, herbs and flowers. And, and then um, there was a problem because Woods Hill Table is a fine dining restaurant and we have a lot of trim. We want to use the whole animal. So we have a lot of trim from our animals. Okay. And uh, we were making Mexican food with it for our family meal, for our staff, um, because the trim is great in enchiladas and tacos. And so a place opened up next door. Um, and we all thought that it would be a great idea to have a Mexican restaurant. And so we could share our family, our family meal that we've been having with the town. So we opened up a pasture-raised Mexican restaurant that also supports regenerative farming. And what's the name of that? It's called Adelita. What does that mean? It means female Mexican revolutionary warrior. Oh, and well, that's chef's... fitting. Yeah, that yeah. is so fitting. And then you have, what's your third restaurant? Um, now the third one is going to be Woods Hill at Pier 4. At Pier 4. Yeah, and okay. that's going to be opening in October. Oh, so you have? do you have an opening date? Just sometime um, in October right now. It keeps getting set back, of course, like all building projects oh, do. Oh, construction, yeah. yeah. But we should start construction um, next week, I hope. Yeah. And I'm going to my construction meeting right now next week What and a October. location, though. Not only, I mean, you're, it's so awesome. And you have, like, don't you have, like, like windows that go from the floor to the ceiling? Floor and you've got, ceiling. like, water views everywhere. You are, that's going to be an amazing, a smashing success. Yeah, it's surrounded on three sides by water. I got, um, I have all the Anthony, old Anthony Pier 4 artifacts. I have pictures of Anthony with Elizabeth Taylor. Oh, you kept all that. Old menus, they That's kept perfect. it for me and they're giving it to me for the private dining room. That's yeah, perfect. Fun. Oh my gosh. So I want, we're running out of time, but I want to talk a little bit about you're, you're you're a local cover girl now. I'm looking at this magazine. It's Exhale Magazine. It's a new magazine, and it's you know it targets women, and it has everything. It's all lifestyle stuff. Everything from you know work and health stuff and lifestyle and travel. And you are the cover girl. It's their second ever magazine. You're on the cover, and there is a wonderful article about you, your journey, all of your restaurants, all the projects you've worked on, and it's just amazing. What drew you to this particular publication? Oh, I'm so honored to be on it. Yeah, the, right? It's a brand new startup, and I'm just, I was just honored, so honored, so honored that they wanted to that talk they to you. Yeah. chose me to 
Yeah. And, you know, my producer Kendra and I are going to are getting involved in this as well because we think it's a great publication. Again, it's called Exhale. You can learn more at exhalelifestyle.com. They're doing a big launch party and it's coming up on June 11th. It's a Tuesday night. It's going to be at the Charles Hotel from 6 to 8 o'clock, kind of like a cocktail thing. You're going to be there. They're going to have other exceptional women of Exhale there. And Kendra and I were honored to be asked to MC to host it and so magic's getting involved and we're very very excited so we hope people will come they got to meet you and other exceptional women um, and I you can register I looked online at uh, exhalelifestyle.com very very easy to do and again it's June 11th 6 to 8 at the Charles Hotel so we hope that you'll join us for that before we go I just want to ask you um, what do you think your children have learned from watching you over the last four or five years well they recently told me I don't know if they've learned from me. I mean, definitely they see me working hard. Um, but they told me that they really enjoyed the freedom that I gave them, too. And they've just recently said that to me. Isn't it funny so that they can now they, tell yeah. you in words what you've given to them? To choose their own life path. So that's what they've said, that they've been able to really choose their own life path and that they're really happy that they were able to do that. And I guess that's kind of what I did going from speech pathology, like just kind of letting the path, even if it meanders and wanders. Oh, yeah. That's kind of what. And I say that all the time because let's be honest, when you were in college or when you were in high school, you always have a vision of like, oh, I'm going to, that life is sort of linear and that you're just going to do one thing. And it's really, it's an up and down curve and you change all the time. But I think the most interesting people are the ones that that take different paths and change yeah, throughout life. That's what makes life interesting you're and never challenging. Stuck. We were just yeah. talking about that. Yeah, you're never, <laughs> you're stuck. never stuck. Exactly. You can always change. Yeah. Exactly. Any role models that you had that have been really instrumental to you in your life? Oh. Other than goodness. the doctor that you work with. Yeah, yeah, so many. Um, I know I just listened to the best boot goop podcast with Ariana Huffington. Oh, you did? <laughs> yeah. And then there's another really good one that I've been listening to with Oprah. Um, you know, I mean, those are really strong role models. All the all the female chefs in town yes. are great role models for me. Um, Lydia Shire and Barbara Lynch. And it's so great to see. Um, I can always look to other women in the restaurant business and read about the struggles that they've had and how they've Women are great hard at business. supporting other women, even across industries, I feel like. Yeah. Don't you think? Mm -hmm. My farmer, Amber Reed, up at the farm at Woods Hills, she's an amazing role model for me. She just works so hard and um, does such an amazing job taking care of our animals. Yeah. So. Well, we're excited. Thank you so much for, for talking to us today, for sharing your journey. Very excited about Woods Hill at Pier 4. Is that what it's going to be called? Woods yes, Hill? Woods Hill at Pier at 4. At Pier 4, coming in October. Mm -hmm. Excited that you're on the cover of Exhale Magazine and that we're going to be able to help launch at the launch party on the 11th. Very, very excited. Thank you for being with us today. Thank you so much for having me. Thank you to Kristen Canty for being in the spotlight today on Exceptional Women. It's so important to highlight the importance of nutrition and healthy eating. We are grateful for your insight, your advocacy work for the farming industry, and your 
ability to share this natural food approach through your area restaurants. We wish you continued luck and success. I'm Sue Tab, and you've been listening to Exceptional Women on Magic 106.7. Remember that exceptional women are everywhere. We talk to celebrities and authors and CEOs, but we are also interested in your neighbors, coworkers, and friends who are quietly making an impact out in their communities. Email us if you know someone you'd like to suggest. We'd love to hear from you. Thanks to my producer, Kendra Petroni, and to all of you for listening. Be sure to join us every Sunday morning at 7.30 for another edition of Exceptional Women. Have a great day, everyone. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.